back to get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. And I had some grapes, and I, I almost didn't finish chewing that one grape for fun before I had to start talking. <laughs> I got a giant bag of grapes here. For funsies? Well, I wanted like a snack, and I kind of had a sweet tooth going on, and I've already had my apple cider vinegar gummies for the day from yeah. Bub's Naturals. So I went with grapes. I mean, I was eating peanut butter, peanut butter filled pretzels earlier. So, dude, how addicting are those? Okay, you know how this is how jacked up I am. I'll take peanut butter filled pretzels and don't tell me you dip them in peanut butter. Fuck yeah! I grab my (laughs) skippies, dude, and I like I go through table like like spoonfuls of fucking peanut butter. I love that, dude. I'm a peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Yeah, Stefan, they they have I gotten the cotton candy grapes? I don't know which ones these are. But cotton candy grapes. Yeah. These are you like the big these ones. I'm gonna stop eating out of this bag because you can hear it on the mic, but like look at the size of these grapes. And they're really hard. Oh you call those Granny Smith grapes. Dude, I love I am obsessed with like a crunchy grape. Yeah. A crunchy grape. like Granny Smith apples, dude. Crunchy, tart, love it. Are you the are you a green apple? Oh dude, all the way. Like red apple, I'm like, eh, that's too, uh, nah, that's applesauce. That's applesauce on a red bag. So I like the green. So I like the green. One. I like, uh, I like um, honey crisp apples. I feel like it's okay. the best of both worlds. One, they're huge. They're like softballs. Two, they, they've got like a sweet and sour to them, I feel. I, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't do it. The tart, it's like a, it's like a punch in the mouth, and it's awesome. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of like it's like it's like people that like wasabi, like when they go out and eat sushi, and they just eat a shit ton of wasabi just because it smacks them right in the sinuses, <laughs> and they're like, "I love this stuff." Yeah, that's uh, so that's, good. That's yeah, <laughs> that's a little too much for me. But I did mention the apple cider vinegar <laughs> gummies <laughs> from Get with the from Get with the Pro from Bubs Naturals. Did you bring any of your travel Bubs with you to Madison? No, I didn't. But I didn't I met either. Up with Nathan. Well, I met up with Nathan, and uh, the dude's like, hey, man, whatever you need. I'm like, oh, you guys are Well, so that's great. where I screwed up because I didn't bring it with me. And so, like, I didn't – there was not a lot I missed <laughs> while in Madison, but that was definitely at the top of my list other than, obviously, my family. But uh, when I got home, I almost overdid it on the MCT oil powder. <laughs> Same, dude. It was, so when it's I was so up- good. Like so, we're at the hotel and at like they had the Starbucks down on the bottom, but they didn't have heavy creams, and that crushes me to begin with. Like I'm not half and half to me is it just makes my coffee weak. I just mm-hmm. I would uh, I hate it, but whatever. I dealt with it. It was fine. <clears throat> um, but when I got back home, and I put in and I did my double bub. I did my protein. I you know I had the collagen powder. I did the MCT oil powder. Put it all in there, and I drank it in like the first four. The first four sips of that hot coffee in the morning mm. with that, it was like the whole world just stopped for a moment. And everything just, it was like, it was like a commercial. <laughs> like all of a sudden there was like, you know, birds tweeting, oh. sunlight. I'm like, it's so good. It's like a warm blanket. Yes. You know what? I like, just had right, a, we're back. a, like lightning just struck my brain. The thing I love about Bubs the most when, you know, you're talking about like heavy cream in the morning, which is nice. Yeah. Love some good heavy cream. But I just realized that when I just add bubs, like the MCT oil powder, 
and the collagen protein, it doesn't make my coffee colder. It stays no, hot. It's awesome. I just mix it in. Yeah. And it stays hot. I just, yeah. I just, you just mentioned that and it went off my brain. Well, if you guys want to love your coffee more than you love your family, apparently I put the order wrong. <laughs> Go to bubsnaturals.com, use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off. And while you're on the internet, go to element26.co, that's .co, not .com. Dude, they just came out with uh, like those fabric knee sleeves. So it's not thick like a 7-millimeter neoprene, so it's one of those. Um, so that's a Baby Masters knee yeah. sleeve that you're talking yeah, because yeah, I don't even touch that. If it's not seven, I'm not touching it. Dude, yeah, I was nice. So I got some of those. And it's called a, a sock, dude. That's a, a neat sock. <laughs> and their brand new weight belt, which is a leather belt, but with the Velcro strap. So it's like twice as much security. Hey, I think I have it in my office. I think I, I have to see how that works. Okay. Because that's, pow that's power lifting to the max right there. All right. This is the belt. It's leather. Okay. But it, it has sick. the... Oh, that's the same material as the grip. Did you hear that? Thank that's you, like Jamal. A, that's about Appreciate a mile it. and a half of Velcro right Did there. Did you hear the Velcro? For those thing. of you guys, what is that? Is it yeah, ASMR? Jamal. Is that the people that like are addicted to sounds? Oh, you're you welcome. Gotta, you gotta, you're welcome. So it's a leather thick belt with a Velcro strap. And I absolutely love it because now I don't have the, like, I feel like a fat man trying to put on a belt, like trying to get a loop in. Like, I don't yeah. have to use the rig for support. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, Travis and Vindicate, it does last longer. That's why you go to element26.co to get the belt boom. and use the code GETWITH15 for 15% off. Double boom. Double Boom. Biznatches. <laughs> oh, well, I'm really excited about today's episode. We are going to analyze the programming of the 2022 Noble CrossFit Games. We're going to work through it just like we normally do. We'll go day by day. I think we'll take our time here. We want to make sure that we um, cover all our bases. Obviously, it's Adrian Bosman's first CrossFit Games. He's programming by himself. And we're going to go through that. Uh, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Super fun. Bill, good job. Thanks, dude. Bill, good job. Um, and as we go through day by day, we'll talk about the athletes that were greatly affected or benefited. And at the end of the day, we'll see who the top is. As always, we already know who won. Tia Claire Toomey got her sixth straight CrossFit Games Championship and may or may not have retired, depending on who you ask at which time of the afternoon at which it was said or not said by a variety of people, <laughs> which was the weirdest ending. Weirdest the ending. The weirdest ending I've ever seen. There were so many cool <laughs> things you could have done. Oh, <laughs> uh, so many, yeah, so many different things we could have done. Dude, Justin King is a massive man. That guy is gigantic. <laughs> oh, Yes. Uh, before we get to the programming, a couple announcements. We mentioned this on our last podcast because Wad Zombie had a great idea and we decided to run with it even further. And we are starting a CrossFit Journal book club weekly on the on this podcast. And we decided, I figured out what it was, Bill. I was trying to think of what that, there's a certain name of a collection of articles on the CrossFit Journal and it's called the Greg Glassman Chipper. 
And what it is is a collection of articles. There's actually a CrossFit Journal article on said articles. <laughs> see if I can find this for you guys. Yeah, it's called article the it's called the article. Glassman Chipper. There it is, right there in the journal. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through article by article in order of which it was curated. It was by Mark Warkinston. I believe that. Warkington. And there are, I was like, it's 18 to 22. It's way more. In yeah. fact, in the process of searching for this, I found a Glassman Chipper Part 2. And week to week, we are going to go through this. Now, there's been a lot of questions is, is this a newsletter? Is this exclusive to just our Patreon supporters and Programmatrons? No, this is going to be a podcast open to everyone in the spirit of the CrossFit Journal because the journal is open for everyone and it's free. Now, our patrons, we're going to send you guys the PDF links a week in advance so you guys can print them out and read them. We'll do a little print, uh, a write-up recap of me and Bill's basically summation of each article, but everyone is invited. Everyone is involved. We'll put links on our Instagram page. So if you guys don't follow us on Instagram yet, what are you doing? But you guys can go with get with underscore the programming. That's where you get podcast announcements, apparel announcements, where me and Bill are going to be our announcements and links to the exact articles we'll be looking at. So we're not hiding any of this from you guys. It's not behind a paywall. But if you are a programmatron, which means you guys support us on Patreon, you can get these PDF links directly sent to you as well as our write-up write-ups on each of these topics. So if you guys go to patreon.com backslash get with the programming, you can support us for six bucks a month, more than you guys already do. We like the follows. We appreciate everything you guys on YouTube. By the way, our last episode on YouTube is exploding. Thanks yeah, to you guys. Serious. That's you guys. That's Thanks so cool. to you guys. Hey, and real fast, uh, you know, it was a great idea by Wad Zombie to, to do something like this. But, you know, we've had a lot. You know, Here we are with our OG stuff and all mm-hmm. the OG and the cult. And there's been a lot of talk about that. And what does it mean to be and can you be an OG if you don't, if you haven't been in a long time? These articles are literally the foundation blocks of all of the CrossFit affiliates and all the CrossFit coaches of all the people that have been in this game a long time. This is where... When when Greg put all of the stuff out, this is what led us. These were the early pulpit preaches that he gave to us that made us be what we are. So if you talk about wanting to be an OG or wanting to feel that, this is it right here. It's mm-hmm. none of the stuff that's been watered down and filtered through and you know all the different versions of whatever. These are the initial bricks. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch of articles in there and it you know, it, it's, I think someone had up there, like it was like 178 pages or something like that. But what you have to understand is this, the way the, those articles are written is like Greg Glassman talking to you. He yes. talks, he writes the way he talks. And that is literally the ground level foundation of what all the old school crossfitters and crossfits started with. So mm-hmm. it's going to be super fun, man. Like I, I'm excited to get, I love classic stuff. I'm a, I'm a purist when it comes to a lot of things, to most things. Um, and so I can't wait. I can't wait to get back into them. I remember them, but I can't wait to get back in them. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. And yeah, I think uh brand new, right? 38 in chipper one. And there's another, like there, I think in total there's over 60. So we're, we have content for you guys 
just on the articles alone for over a year. Yeah. And was, when it's great, <laughs> and speaking exactly to Bill's point, is not only are we going to take a deep dive back into our history and how things got started and founded, but you really are going to see what we mean when we say OG. And what we want to do is, is that we want to educate you guys on the history how it was founded, what are the greatest nuances of this community? It's not just about sport, right? The base, the backbone of everything that we started, the bedrock. But on an educational standpoint, like if you guys want to get, say like your level one, your level two, and specifically your level three, this is going to get you more prepared than anything you have ever studied. If you guys want to get your level three certi certification, it starts here. So roll on this journey with us. Shit, afterwards, I might just go retake my level three for shits. I know, right? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then apply for the old level four. <laughs> 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 and um, uh, to your point, big announcement yesterday before we get into things is you guys asked for it because Bill teased it. And now it is live. But our cult collection is now available. I mean, look at that logo, dude. God, he did such a good job on that. He did. Such a good job. So if you guys go to SherpaWorks.com, we'll even drop the link in here for you guys. The cult collection is available. We have got the burnout tees, the washout tees, classic tees, crops, all of the same stuff that we had with our OG tees. The OG stuff is back as well. There's a little bit extra on the OG part because not only do we have these tees, tanks, we've got the hats. We've got our trucker hats. We've got the classic flat bill hats. And one little bonus for you. If you guys go shop now and you get one of the straw OG hats, you're going to get 40% off everything. Dang. So if get you guys that, dude. click that link, get a straw hat, and you will get 40% off, which is freaking <laughs> so, rad. so awesome. You don't even need a code or anything. Now, those of you guys that are our Patreon supporters, you still get 20% off no matter what. So if you guys follow us on Patreon, if you guys are a programmatron, you, you know the code. Don't share that code. That's your code. You paid for that code. Hell yeah. This is our gift to you. You get 20% off everything in the store. And then if you get a hat, who knows? I don't even need to double up. You, you could get 40% off this 20% off. I don't know. 60? <laughs> but if you guys click over to the OG collection, we have the OG hats in this. We have OG trucker hats, flat hats, straw hats. The games edition stuff is going away. We are not bringing that back. So if you want to get that while it's in stock, stock please do. But our cult stuff is ready. Ready. <laughs> Travis. That's funny. Travis, yeah, Travis. I found out the OG straw hats float. <laughs> uh, oh, listen, man. Corey, 20 plus 40 is 60. I'm just trying to help you guys out. Just trying to help you guys out. Look at you guys. Patrick just bought one of the hybrid element 26 belts. You're not going to hate it. I saw a bunch of those during the sandbag clean, which we will get to, and it was needed. Oh, yeah. And it was needed. But this is what we have. Shit, we're gonna, I'll leave this up as a background. You guys don't need to see our faces. You just need to listen to our voices. What do you say? There you go. Cult it up. Cult it up. Actually, we do need to 
bring up the events. Oh, that's why we got to bring up. <laughs> that's right. And never mind. And never mind. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go day by day. Technically, it was five days. We'll still lump the first day into one. Um, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go through this. So starting with event number one, which was called Bike to Work. And it was 75 toes to bar, five mile bike, 75 chest to bar, five mile bike for most people, unless they decided to do four laps. Or some went extra. Or some did six, six, you know, some did six. But when you open this up, obviously it's a long time domain. Your average times are right around, what, 37 yeah, the women were around forty-ish, and the men were around thirty-nine-ish as far as the middle grounds. And this is a—I uh, mean, this is how the games tends to start. Mm-hmm. Something a little off the wall, something very long, some high volume. It's a triplet, two gymnastics movements, and one monostructural. Task priority means you got something to do, and you have to do it as fast as you can. We've got toes to bar. Let's see, we have chest to bar pull ups and we have biking. I gotta put bike in here. Yeah. We need to revamp this. Would you call would you call that they do? Would you call I'd I'd call this I mean I know it's a triplet because you got the I guess it's really not a chipper because you come back to the bike. Uh, never mind. It's kinda never like mind. I mean if it was like ski. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I basically look at it like like two rounds, but yes, I know what you're saying. Uh, when we look at this, Mallow, uh, sorry, Haley Adams takes it for the women. She wears the leader jersey, which Tia has worn, I believe, every year in every event since 2016, since the first event of 2016, <laughs> which is wild to think. So crazy. Which... <laughs> It was like, yeah, crazy. you don't even know what she looks like in not white and not a white jersey. It was really weird seeing somebody else yeah, it in, was. in that leader jersey. But the crazy part is like, oh, you know, Tia was so close and, you know, she didn't wear it. It's like she was still second right. by <laughs> How less dare than her? three seconds. Right. Like, it's like, oh, well, there's always been a swim or a paddle. And that's why I was like, nope, that's not why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not why. Stefan, seriously about to take a 401k just to buy all this stuff. Listen, it's not the worst decision in the world. Well, it, it, it's not the best decision in the world, but it's not the worst. <laughs> oh, all right. So that was event one. When you saw this, I mean, how did you, you feel about it when it first came out? Uh, I think my initial, my initial thought was uh, cyclocross. Like that was the thing that popped into my head. Did you but, like cycle cross? I can't remember. Yeah. You did. Okay. Yeah. Um and I, I I like the idea. Uh the second thing that popped out of my mind was um well and when I when I thought about the bikes, what always concerns me about the bike stuff is where is the gearing going to become an issue or is it going to going to become an issue? Now I didn't get a chance to really see, I knew what it was, but I didn't know really what the, what the course was. So I wasn't really sure how much they were going to need to do or 
like when they did the cycle cross, there was a lot tighter turn. So there was a lot more movement in, in obstacles and stuff like that. There was a lot more movement of the gearing up and down. Whereas mm -hmm. when they did the crit, oh. there wasn't nearly as much yeah. gear ratio. It was more just kind of going. This was more just kind of going. The thing that I liked about this um, was that they put the gymnastic pieces first. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. I, I liked the way they designed it. Toes to bar, it's gonna it's gonna rabbit you out to do more than you want to do because you want to get to the bike right away. So mm -hmm. it forces you to go big. Um, you are gonna have a lot of grip, um, intensive stuff where you, whether you're working brakes or just the handlebars, um, and then going into the chest bar pull ups. What do you think? I, I kind of wanted them to do a hundred of each of those rather than the seventy five. I think it would have just added a oh. little bit more time and a little. It would have really put. Then you would have not just. I think that you saw the impact. Yeah. But it would have been a drastic impact if we would have had that extra 25 on each one of those in the bike. You would have really seen how the toes bar would have affected the bike and then the chest bar would have affected the bike. And I, I, I think that would have been really fun to see. I um, like that. So it's, it's, it's not really a – it's not like a it's bad because of. No, no, But I no, think no. if I would have written – I think I would have written seven – I would have written 100. And I, and I almost wonder – it's kind of an odd number. I wonder if they had 100 to start. That's when a good question. Yeah. I, I like that idea M because it was a bike event. You could yeah. make up a lot of time on the bike, 10 miles of biking versus 150 gymnastic movements, 75 being toes. I mean, that's nothing for these right. athletes. And really when you look at the totality of pressing that we've done, especially in the first day of competition, it, it's not a bad idea to balance out with right. a little bit more pulling. Now we couldn't have anticipated that we'd lose some pulling on the tail end, right. which we'll get to. Uh, question from Todd, do they allow y'all time to test the workouts or get a feel for it as we head into the broadcast? It's all knowledge, man. Yeah. What we know about how these things feel and, you know, either our designing of events, mm -hmm. um, knowing about how long certain things are going to take. Granted, if there's something new, it's always fun to get out there and test it just to say, I know exactly what this feels like, but there's a difference between people that know and are not trained versus what's a trained athlete going to be doing like these guys are racehorses these guys mm -hmm. and girls like they're they're literal racehorses so yes we all can say what it feels like to ride a bike and do toes to bar and chest to bar because we all do that in the gym but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get the exact stimulus feeling for you know to be able to broadcast it but yeah i think for us it's just experience we've been doing this a long time so we kind of know oh this should take about this long and these should take about these long and here's about how long they'll be breaking it up and here's so to answer yeah. that question anyway all right, let's look at event two. I like your idea of making it 100. It wouldn't have hurt the athletes. It would only have tested them a bit more. Um, it was going to be the shoulders overhead A and B, but that got rained out, so they made the decision to push it to the rest day, which this all started on Wednesday. And so we went to the Coliseum and did the skill speed medley, which is Boz's version, version of basically... Um, the strength ladders, but using gymnastics. So he brought in pegboards, um, pistols. The, ju the jump rope element. Yeah, jump rope element. And then the handstand walk. And, and the handstand walk. So let me mark these down. And so this is obviously a lot of gymnastics. You got pegboard, pistol, handstand walk, and then jump rope now when you look at part one it was pegboard ascents as we all know it three and two for the men two for the women 75 unbroken single unders 
followed by 10 single leg squats on one side, 10 on the other, and then a handstand walk course. And that was part one. Now, I like the execution element, which was a big theme, I think, for the weekend. The single unders was as interesting. As, uh, unbroken. Unbroken. Oh, okay. Execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What, you know, what I thought was really interesting, and it, it will, I think a, a theme that I saw was, and this may be what you're talking about as far as execution, is I think there was a an increased level of accuracy out of, and, and I don't mean like shooting accuracy, but performance accuracy, so maybe accuracy mm. and coordination out of this, where you have to do certain movements that normally you're doing for completion, and now you're doing that for a race. I like unbroken single ones. We saw that if you race those, you you messed them up. Right. And then you all of a sudden went from in the race to now you're out of the race. Um, the The way that they did the pistols, I thought was really interesting because even when you switch legs, there's a tendency to have a slight lean in your body mm -hmm. and now saying your other foot can't come down at all. So there's a heavy duty bounce where you're now like, again, how do you race something that you're normally just trying to like walk across the tightrope balancing the whole time? And now you're racing that element, right? Which is really, really interesting. Um, I, you know, I think it, it's, it can make it a little hard to judge, I think, at times because the person's bouncing around and trying to stay in their area and are they really standing up all the way or whatever. But um, I thought that was really cool. And then again, on the on the handstand walk, whichever piece you're looking at, having to race an executionary element, mm -hmm. like that's a trip. Like we haven't really had this specific where you have all of these very specific things where you're trying to complete and now you're trying, it's like a virtuosity thing. You're trying to right. do the common uncommonly well and now race it, not just do it. It's really, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy that single unders were like eluded so many people. Yeah. Which but is how many, how many of them do it, man? And I know you talked about this in the broadcast. I mean, how many of these elite level athletes ever do single unders mm -hmm. ever? Right. They don't. So they haven't done it in, Five, eight years? Yeah. And it's interesting people's um, different styles for single unders. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. They, they went back to recess on that one. Which, I mean, depending on your background and desperate times call for desperate measures, it was very okay. interesting. You, you, know what, you know what's interesting is they – if you were going to do double unders – you, like okay the the standard for the double unders is you have to go for like they made a point of saying the rope needs to travel forward mm -hmm. i don't know i mean i don't know why anyone would do this but like it's a two-foot landing when you're when everyone does double unders yet when we were doing single unders in the competition here i saw people running i saw the skip with the one foot. like all of a sudden single unders turned into a one-foot movement there yeah. were some people that did two-foot movements right. But it would have been really interesting if they would have said, like, kind of contained a little bit more to say either you have to do them two foot or maybe you have to do them one foot. I mean, I, I don't Player's know. It was, choice, it was weird that they had a, that, that much of a variety. I mean, you could do double unders on one foot. There's no requirement that you have to do them off two feet. Right. But, I right. mean, I don't, I've never seen anyone do that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've even, tried. Even like the trickers, even the tricksters, I don't think I've yeah. seen them do that. It was but interesting. Everybody, but, but, but like knowing that like 
single unders almost equaled one foot, single right. foot. Yeah. Trip. So there, I mean, there's a race. I've seen this race on like YouTube and stuff, and it's like this guy doing the most single unders in 20 seconds, yeah. and they do one feet. It's faster yeah, they, alternating running. feet. Yeah, yeah they, they just like they're they're like tapping their feet. It's, it's crazy right. how fast they do it. They stay hunched over, and like the rope is only two feet long, and they just stay in this little ball. Um, I liked the. I wasn't sure how this strict would go. I was like, man, I hope this isn't another 2015. And yeah. people crushed that. Yeah, they did. Crushed it. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I know that these athletes now are, are doing pegboards. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what you're talking about, yeah? Yes. Um, that they do pegboards a lot more than they did, you know, before they it, the pegboard came out for the first time. And, and I almost think that a strict... I mean, these athletes are so strong. It's almost... In, in easier position because it really hangs them right underneath the pegs. Whereas when they get their feet on, there's almost like an angle to their body. So they're kind of pushing out away from the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're pushing with their legs, but I mean, it really, it's almost, it's basically like doing a, uh, a legless rope climb with a little bit of accuracy trying to get the peg in the hole. Yeah. For the most part, you know, you're right underneath it. So it was cool. Oh, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Second part. The pirouette in the box yeah. was strict. Uh, back to double unders, 50 and broken, single leg squats, 10 and 10. How, how did you like the 10 and 10, by the way, keeping it on one leg? I thought it was really cool. I thought that that was definitely an interesting twist because these athletes are getting so good yes. at doing pistols anyway. Um, Ooh, follow-up question. And what what is awesome is... Every you know whether you're whether it's the open or the you know like when Dave was doing the open and the court the um, the regionals and then the games, it was a movement that you know with a slight twist. Mm -hmm. And this is a slight twist. We've done weighted pistols before, right? But how else can you twist it by still having it as a race component? And I think that was a really cool way to add a difference to it. Because I mean, dude, I that is way harder than people give it credit for. It's not it's not like oh just going to one side. No, try it. Right. It's a, there's a, and not being able to put your foot down. That's a big difference. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we unanimously, unanimously agree that pistols should be removed from all online competition. Yes. What about this version of the pistol? And you have to face your working side towards the camera. So like all pistol variations... If they if they do this in online competition, have to be on one leg only. If you are going to do it online, so say quarterfinals or the open, and in unbroken sets like this to control the movement more. I think that it helps. I still think that a pistol is just too weird of a position to see it. Yeah, I would rather have someone do single leg stepovers on a box than uh, do okay. pistols on on online stuff. I can get down with that because you, I mean, because you can say the camera needs to be thirty inches high, needs to be at a direct forty five degree angle. That all goes out the window once someone starts moving, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we have people's angles that look different and black shorts and black backgrounds, and they're not standing, you know, baggy shirts. Mm -hmm. Dude, I know all the tricks of all that stuff. I mean, we've seen all of it, so I just think that just take it out. Like there's you don't need to have it. You can yeah. do other things that do that. And, you know, whether it's going to be lunges or whether it's going to be stepovers. But but this is great in a live competition. I think 
it's a great movement to have and an awesome movement to have. And I think it belongs in, in live competition. We actually have a judge that can see that stuff. Yeah, I agree. But if they were to put it in, I hope they do it this way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And then the last one is the, the, the one that everybody wants to talk about. It is the third final round. Now, this only had your top five athletes qualify for. Same strict pegboard, but less reps. 25 double under crossovers, same pistols, and then the hand or the L sit. The, the low start. Yeah, the low start, mm -hmm. the L sit to press to parallel walk. Mm -hmm. And the big question is, and we'll just answer it now, is these double under crossovers. And the one is like, compare this to triple unders. So when you see someone actually do this, like Nick Matthew, you're like, okay, this is a easier move to digest, in my opinion, and obviously judge when done correctly, than a triple under. I think triple under is still on the side of too much. It's like I still put that in the backflip ring handstand push-up realm. The crossover looked really, really stupid. Until Nick Matthew. Like, Boz needs to write Nick Matthew a personal letter and a thank you card. Because if nobody, like, if we had another heat of the women appear for the men, that would have really ruined that day. Nick Matthew saved Boz's ass on that one. Um... <laughs> uh... My opinion on this, I think crossovers are cool. Uh, I just was, I was messing with it yesterday. I sent you that workout that I did, um, just doing crossovers. Um, I think it's something that's really cool to do. However, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think that there is a difference between as far as stepping into the, into the uh, party trick realm uh, between triple unders and, and the crossovers. Me... For me, we have talked about triple unders for so long now, and it's been looming out there that these athletes can do triple unders. We didn't say anything about crossovers. And so, I mean, I was listening to, to Sevon's podcast with JR and, and uh, Taylor, and they were talking about why not leak that a week early so they can kind of play with it a little yeah. bit. And yeah. if that was the case so that they knew that, then it's like, then it doesn't look like a gimmick. Now it kind of lo it looked like a gimmick because if they would have had triple unders, the the athletes would have been able to do triple unders. Because if you look at like someone like Alex Smith or mm -hmm. any of those guys that have been doing it a while, they'll make triple unders look fine. Yeah, I mean, should they be able to adapt on the fly? Yeah, but I think that it's just kind of a weird movement to do. And I think that like why the trying to decide what the reason of going to a crossover double under rather than a triple under just seems odd to me. We've been talking triple unders this whole time. And both of them to me are basically in the same realm. I don't see, I don't They're see close. one as a, yeah. you know, one is a better position than a not a position or, or movement. Um, I don't think it was a bad one because I like, I like, I think any of the jump rope stuff is cool, mm -hmm. but, um, 
I think the natural progression of what we could have done is we put that in there and we aren't sitting there going, these guys all look like dumb third graders right now trying to do this. And, mm -hmm. you know, here's my daughter that can do that. And the other thing that, you know, you talk about it, the difficulty of judging a triple under the difficulty of judging what these guys were doing, single, single, cross in front, jump over the top, get one single, 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 single stop. Yeah. Crossover first, then jump. I, I dude, I couldn't tell at all. Uh, I agree. At all what I they agree. were doing. I'll agree so that, that on like a harder one. They should have released it early, like a leak, just or a little thing, like a little short clip. Just watch someone single into double unders into crossovers, then poof, cut to black. Boom. Yep. A week early, and athletes would have had time to practice. I still think triple unders are way more gimmicky than the crossover. I think it's more hard. It's more difficult to judge because it's really easy to fake the sound of a triple under and still land in the double under. You can't do that with a crossover. The thing that they screwed themselves with is keeping this too secretive. And it was, I felt like the judges didn't get a clear understanding of what they're allowing as a crossover. Because it was under my opinion of what I was informed with that it didn't matter if you crossed first and went over second or over the other way. Either way was acceptable. Which makes it impossible for the judge to judge that. Right. So I'm not you know sure. I, mean? I don't know what was dictated at the briefing. Now, here, now the fact that they couldn't do it, I don't, I don't care about that. That, that to me doesn't deem that something's good or not. Like when the, when the athletes couldn't do a pegboard – that wasn't because they didn't have the coordination to do it. They just, right. I mean, they, they were looking for trying to get the peg in the hole and arm, you know, time under tension on the arms. That was like, this is a very specific coordination thing to do. It's mm -hmm. like taking your general class and going, all right, guys, I know you don't, none of you have, you know, y'all do recess jump rope type skills right now. And we're going to make you do double unders. Like the coordination to get it was, uh, it was, it was out there, I think yeah. for, the, for them. So, um, but I mean, you know, again, I didn't think it was, I think I would have felt neither of them made me go like, yes, that one, if they would have no. triple unders, I wouldn't have been like, yes, that one. I just, I personally, that my, my opinion, I think the triple unders, if we were going to do progressions that we should have gone that way rather than this one, but I love the crossover. I mean, fuck, I just did it yesterday. Yeah. It's fine. It was cool. It's when fun. you do it right, it's it's much easier. A, it's much easier than a triple under and much cleaner when you do um, it right. Yes, Alyssa. Alyssa, that is exactly a very yes. difficult thing. The question from Alyssa is, Chase, is it hard for you as a broadcaster that you don't know the exact standard? Yes, but when I don't know that, it's on me to figure that out, like going to the briefings and like that. So it's just bad when if they it, change it if after it did the change, yeah. <laughs> if it did change, then yes, that does make it more difficult. All right, all in all, I will take a crossover over a triple under still. I won't. That's fine. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but everybody learn how to do it. It's much easier than a triple under. Much easier. Yes. Which is why I differentiate the two. If they were the same, then I would be like, okay. Uh, Elizabeth Elevated. So good. 2115999 of squat cleans at 135 and 95 and dips on parallel bars. You must traverse every basically what? Multiple third. Third. Yeah. Seven 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 five 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 three three three. 
where, as we spoke last time, it was the Traverse that was the gatekeeper of people's really pass or fail. At this time, the white jersey has moved from Haley Adams to Emma Lawson going into this event. So this was the third event. The clean weight is light. I was talking to Ben Smith, and he's like, Laura Horvath hasn't touched a 95-pound bar in a while. <laughs> right. Like, That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, the times range from 10 to 11 minutes for the women and for the men. It was 8 to 9 minutes, more like 9 to 10 minutes. So about a yeah, minute look, separate. Look how many two. people finished it, though. Only 9 men and 13 women. Yes. That's the a tiny field. That's a percentage of the field. And what that was was this was Boz's intentional tightening of the time cap. Mm-hmm. He made it really tight because quick singles weren't going to make the time cap. He wanted people to go touch and go. He forced the issue of touch and go. He forced the issue on the parallel bars because you didn't have enough time. Um, that was an intentful time cap for boss, which I'm all about. I love it. I mean, I, I do that. I do that. I control the tempo. I mean, my members hate it. My athletes hate it. They're like, that one sucks so bad, but it's because they don't get to decide how fast they're going to go. I decide that for them. So you, you, you get the train behind them pushing it, and it is it is totally different. He did that He did that a lot in this games, which mm-hmm. I think is really, really cool. He took a lot of the pacing element out and put, like, head down race element back yeah. in, which is awesome. Totally. I love this event, dude. I love that they brought the parallel bars out. It was crazy. Crazy yeah. hard. But I really did, too. And the thing I like about if you guys want to really have the appropriate par- parallel bars, they have to be long and they have to bend in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's a true parallel bar. They're a little expensive, but, man, they're fun to play on. Yeah. Um, going into this, we've had a lot of gymnastics movements, you know, ending up day 1.8 <laughs> or like .9 days. Um, after this, I mean, we'll scroll to that. This is supposed to be on day one. I know this is day two. The shoulder to overhead. So you have run 400 in two minutes, max jerks in the time remaining, 300 and 200, rest a minute. Three minutes, 600, max jerks, two-minute break, 800, max jerks in four minutes. I think putting this on the second day, and this is just because we know what order it was going to be in, changed this event a little bit because if they did this coming off the bike it still would have felt different but in a different way i think if they had done this event right after bike to work their legs would have been way more shot for this which i think would have affected the speed on the runs and the effectiveness of the push jerks for the overheads whereas coming into day two they have the fatigue of the and that's the thing, like, they didn't really do too much gymnastic work as far as pressing. Yes, they did handstand walks, but it was like one traverse over one obstacle. That was nothing. Nothing in terms of volume on pegboards. Nothing in terms of volume upside, on your, upside down on your hands. The press of handstand, only one person did it. Yeah. <laughs> one. <laughs> Half the field did a p- one pirouette, if that, Right. And the dips, it's 63 dips off a bar. Then you have the fatigue lockout. So 
I think this event was probably actually easier to do now that they moved it to the second day. Cause it was also like late in the afternoon. So they got to go to bed. I mean, it was a long day on Monday, but they got to sleep in, eat, recover, and then hit this in the middle of the day and then go back home. What I did like though, you're, you're totally right. Like where it would have fit in the effects it would have had on the shoulders and on the triceps on the legs. If it was in the original spot would have, you would have seen that effect. Mm-hmm. What's cool is because of the design of the event itself, when you do move it, okay, now you have some break before it. It doesn't make it easier. Right. Now what you do is you run. I mean, we talk, you talk about this all the time. Oh, you want to have a harder friend? Don't go heavier. Go lighter. Because now what you do is you sped up the run, and you're going to be getting a lot more jerks overhead. Yeah. So now those numbers are going, boom, way up. And... I mean, they, honestly, they should have called this the interval games. More <laughs> interval setups than anything. Yeah, that's a good done. point. It's usually yeah, been that's about a good one. Point. Yeah. Um, and this is already what is this the second one already out of? Is this the second one? Yes. Yeah, if you count the, the gymnastics. Yeah. But, yeah. So this is already the second interval style event that they've done, and the way it's designed again is you can't sandbag any of the pieces. Mm-hmm. If you sandbag the run for the jerk, you're screwed on an event. Mm-hmm. If you sandbag the jerk for the runs, you're screwed on the other event. If you decide to sandbag all of it, well, now you're doubly screwed. And then you're calling Tia to get like a second and a first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I love the design. I love the design. I love the where you're moving, lightweight, high volume, where you're going, 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 and then boom, you have to go at something heavy. Yeah. And super cool design. Oh, I thought this was great. Yeah. Because if you were strong, you had to run fast to give yourself enough time to be strong. And if you're not a great runner, that speed of what you had to do is either A, going to be slow, so you're not going to have enough time, B, faster than you want to, and then you're going to be sapped for the overhead. And it really was the best of both worlds. Like You had to be good at both, and those that were the best were the best at both. Yep. Because you look at for the men, Uldis Upanik got first on the run and last on the overhead. He got three. <laughs> but then Ricky Garrard goes so out and gets second on the run and third on the overhead. Yeah. Saxon Panchik got third on the run and second to overhead. They basically like split the difference. Pat Vellner, fourth on the run, 35th overhead. And the opposite. It's kind of crazy to me that yeah. he did so bad on that. Adler got 12th on the run, but first on the overhead. You know, he played to his strengths. Jason Hopper, 8 and 4. Justin Medeiros had a bigger spread. He got 18th and 5th. On the women's side, Haley Adams, first and 17th. That 17th place finish, I think, is a very underrated finish for Haley Adams. But then right below her, Tia, second and first. What more do we need yeah. to say? Yeah. Second by nine seconds. Eight and a half seconds. What was Mal? Mal was 15th and. Mal was. Ooh, where is she? I think she's like 15th or something like that. Yeah. Mal on the run, 15th on the run, third on the overhead. So, which is crazy. Dude, that. She is so damn strong for her size. I, I just don't expect her to move the weight that she does as easy as she does. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 
It's impressive either way. Yeah. So when you look at that, and this is great. And he failed a jerk. Pat just like blew out. And I talked to a lot of people was like, oh, well, the, all the dips and traverses yesterday screwed up their overheads. And I was talking to, we, we mentioned this last podcast. I was talking to David Durante about it. He goes, they were all very technical, but the volume wasn't there. Right. There wasn't a lot of volume. It's like, hey, dear CrossFit Games athlete, do 63 parallel bar dips. It's like, okay, this is a nice warm up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because the, the skill speed medley had zero volume in it. It was all highly technical, difficult to do, but not hard on the body. Mm-hmm. Actually, a fairly easy day for a lot of these athletes, all things considered, what some of the day ones have been. Go back and look at two, 2018. Crit race, 30 muscle-ups for time, cross it total, and a fucking marathon row. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. That was a relatively decent day one for these athletes. So when we close out basically these tests at effectively the first day of competition, Mal O'Brien still has a leader jersey at the end of the day, but the gap is closing on her. Um, it's switched Bodies. I mean, it switched hands a few times. Obviously, it went from Malo. It went from Haley Adams, who won the long aerobic test, to Emma Lawson, who did better on the skills tests and survived enough buffer on Elizabeth. But Mal O'Brien took it after that. Mal O'Brien was super consistent on the first day. The only problem is there's a woman called Tia Claire Toomey that was still competing, <laughs> so she wasn't able to. Sustain it. So we go to the capital. Now, this is one of the things that we predicted <laughs> was a burden run. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't close. We were like spot on. <laughs> <laughs> and this test, like on paper, I was like, this is going to be great. I was like, that, that's a big run. But man, once they got to the capital, the jug jerry bag carry was the biggest traps trap in the history of the CrossFit Games. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get to the Husafel bag as fast as I can. I'm like, no, no, you don't. That Husafel <laughs> bag is gonna take a very long time. But the decision to carry it all the way to the steps and then arm bag carry it was epic. Yeah, and just the way this all shook out, it, this is one of the better events. I think I've ever it, seen. Yeah, it, even even if you take out, this is one of the things I was trying to do when I went back to look at the events. Is it's really hard to watch the event because you can get very easily sucked up into the rockiness of that event specifically. You know, all mm-hmm. the people and this, the capital and steps and and I'm a I'm I'm a, a a sucker when it comes to anything rocky anyway. So if you have anything that remotely sits in that realm, as cheesy as it can be. Um, I'm instantly going to dig it, but the, the time under tension of those 200 meters of those, those, like you have, you have, it was great that like Travis Mayer was able to put the Husfeld bag up on his shoulder to start. And I think that that's a great thing. And, And instantly you're like, Oh, my hands feel so much better because I don't have to hold on. Like I was doing with, with the Jerry cans. But after that, it was amazing how I was like, I can't hold it up anymore. That's Dude. a long time with all that weight on your body. I mean, the, the time under tension is no joke. And your your nervous system is just shot. 
yeah trying to stabilize everything I, I thought it was awesome you take all of the emotional stuff and all the pretty pictures out and on paper I, when i saw this i was like this is badass so bad it is so good it was so good it was a gritty dirty grunt work e i mean we already did a bunch of technical stuff and this there's nothing technical here at all like just suck it up and go yeah and it was awesome yeah it was great very crossfit gamesy to me oh i wish this was on cbs yeah Th this event should have been on cbs like, I know we yeah, had it, the strength one and the back nine, and we'll get there, and the Jackie Pro, because we're crowning the fittest. But, like, this event should have been an hour block on CBS. It could have lined up with any Hawaii Ironman, any of those events that are on there. 100%. Dude, it, the, what they, the athleticism, just beastness that was showcased yeah. was insane. Just the, so from good. the visuals you could have got on the pig flips and then the runs and the storytelling you could have done during the runs, even play ads and recaps of, you know, like yeah. you could say, with the, what is CrossFit? You could do all this shit on the run with this little yeah. two box there. And then having hit Chris Henshaw there was just, I just, I, it's how many times I just sat back in my chair and just shut up to listen <laughs> to him. Well, and he won't have a problem talking. That yeah. guy can talk. Yeah. He loves it. It it's was awesome. great. I was like, good. to say my voice for the rest of the weekend. Yep. Um, and then the end. Like, I keep asking me, it's like, hey, who won uh, Capital? Like, um, oh, like, exactly. Shoot, who was that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So great. Uh, we moved from Capital to Up and Over. Three rounds through time, 12 muscle-ups, 25 jump-overs. We have three different, basically, pieces of equipment. A high log, a high box, and then a pig clear over. Followed by 30 GHD sit-ups and then an 84-foot front rack walking lunge with the axle bar. You look at this and then you have your classic games triplet. You got the rings and, you know, that's that combo move. It's a pull and a push. There's more, yep. there's more emphasis on the press with the ring muscle-up. I think it's opposite for a bar muscle-up. They, they're, they're kind of a great counter to each other. The pull is still important. You can't get up there without a good pull. The press is the most important because how many times have we got on top of the rings and not been able to press out? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where the opposite is for the bar muscle-up. But it was awesome. The ring muscle-ups in there, I think the volume was great. 36 total. The box jump-overs were cool. The over-the-bar or the over-the-log, the high box, 42 and 30 inches, and then the clear-overs. The high box definitely was the slowest part of the event. The GHDs were just in there to mess with your posterior chain, your midline stability. Not your posterior chain, your 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 midline. Mm -hmm. And then hey, you went flexor, to the front. Hip yeah. flexor for the jump. Yeah, and that's know? what I said. It's like this, this this workout was all hip flexor. All of it. The pike on the muscle-ups, all of the jumps, the GHD. And then, okay, yeah, you're on the lunge, and that's, you know, you're looking at your quads and everything, but you still have that hinge you have to deal with and support on the way down that you just blew out. Yeah. It Even was awesome. my old knees would have been trying to bounce off the ground. Yeah. The <laughs> All the jumping. So you have like the activation on the muscle up. You have the dynamic explosiveness you need from hip flexors for all of the jump overs. And then you're just smoking all of that with the GT sit-ups. And then after that, you have to do that damn front rack walking lunge with an axle bar to make it even harder, 185 and 125. And this is after 
your core and your midline has been blown to hell. Yeah. And you just got to hang on to that bar. And it was great. This is just a great triplet. I mean, really, it's a triplet plus a finisher, but this is awesome. There's a lot of interference here that I, I feel like a lot of people don't see until they do it and like, what's happening to me? <laughs> and I, I like that they had a standard on the jump for the, the pig jump. Oh, yes. So you had to land the same direction that you were jumping from. So you couldn't do like a side jump. You couldn't turn in midair. You had to, if you're going to jump forward, you had to land basically opposite and then turn around. So they were, I mean, they made it really easy to judge. And I mean, you're, you're basically, there's, there's no way of shorting the range of motion on that at all. You can't mm. mogul it. You can't do any of that. So I thought that was cool. Oh, that was really cool. I really liked this one. It was, a, it was a good, you needed this one in there. We had a lot of, niche things and interval things and we just needed a classic games triplet so to speak i thought totally. this, was this is this is very and you know what i hate when they you go to the games and it's like people say well you know we finally we get to a, a quote-unquote crossfit event i think that that's a i think it's a bullshit statement when people say that at the crossfit games all of them are crossfit but this is much very classic um classic crossfit Mm -hmm. You know, it's a classic triplet. The numbers are right in that realm. I mean, the the it's designed pretty. Um, I, I think it's just very it's very classic CrossFit, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's just a fun. It's a here we are. Yeah, it's a good classic workout. And what's even harder is that after the capital, this thing got real hairy. <laughs> because that that last bag smoked everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Some were better than others. Left. There's a lot of souls left on that staircase. The grip. A lot of souls. The pull from the pig, the blow out your arms, the jerry can carries. And it was just, it was just absolutely brutal to do after this, which was, was showcased who's got it, who's got their boxes checked. Yep. Right? I think you would have... Not necessarily a different outcome, but everyone would have felt much better <laughs> and probably raced harder if this was the first event of the day. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But that's what, what's great about it is that's what's cool that it's only 12 muscle-ups in the round. These guys can hammer muscle-ups all day long. All day. But because of what they just came off of, now 12 is like a, oh, okay. You know, do I want to take one break on this mm -hmm. so that I can make sure that I can keep going or do I want to try and hold on for dear life on these? Yeah. That was awesome. Great. It was a great night. It was a great follow up to that. It really was. And I like the log jump overs. It was it was more significant than we've seen in the past where you could lay over and just kind of like slug your way over and you weren't allowed <laughs> to touch your chest to the log. That was a that was yeah. one of the points. L little details like that. Right. Not be able to put your hands on the box and the box jumps or your arms on your knees. Uh, having to face forward the entire jump on the clear overs, it was great. I feel like and, and I'll throw this in here real fast before we move to the next one. But what what I see when I look at those standards in this event specifically is when they were doing the testing, they were thinking, what are all the different movements or all the different actions that these athletes are going to take? How can we mitigate that so we can keep them within the lane that we want, whether it's no touching your chest on the log or you must face the same way when you land on the box? Not just saying jump to the other side, two-foot landing. 
there, mm-hmm. that, that leaves a lot of gray area for how those things are going to get done. And an athlete will try to find the shortest distance between whatever, cutting whatever corners they can to get to that, that point within the, within the rules. If the rules are relatively gray, then you're going to have a lot of variance. Yeah. And what I think that, you know, especially with this particular design on this one is there was a lot of thought into this is exactly what we want it to look like. We want you to do it this way, not come up with your own way, but this way. Here's how we're going to race it. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Someone just put this in and I had to confirm. Let me pull this up. Shane Orr just announced. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Shane Orr just announced on his Instagram, six straight titles, exclamation point. Tia, quote, Seven sounds better, don't you think? End quote. Son of a bitch. All right, Tia Brady. Is that Tia Tia Brett Favre to me? Hey, listen, I am all for it. I'm all for it. But get your stuff together here, people. I'm so glad because, man, we sent you off in the shittiest way possible. I'm glad we don't even have to touch how bad... We just celebrated your potential. Oh, somewhere. Oh, I better give Sean Woodland a call. <laughs> I love that he had, I don't remember where it I'm was. I'm so happy um, I he, can't feel my arms. He was <laughs> he answered, he responded on some Instagram post. I can't remember what it was, but he said in this long response. I made sure that I had all the information and I would never say okay. anything before I know, before I know, which yes. he does. He's real good at that. Yes. But it's like, now he's just sitting there going like, really? Shit. People, help breaking, a brother out Breaking here. news on the <laughs> podcast that has nothing to do with CrossFit news. <laughs> Tia Claire Toomey uh, supposedly is going back for a seventh. Maybe because this is potentially the last year in Madison. Maybe to make sure Annie Thorsauter goes team again. I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's very possible. Maybe to. Yeah. Sorry, Mel. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's okay. You're young. You got yeah. a lot of years left. <laughs> let me. Let me I'm going to send this over to Sean just in case. I will. Oh, I'll send a link over to Sean. <laughs> Oh man, and he was shitting his pants too. When everyone is like, I just needed to make sure everything was okay, and I before I, I would never say anything. Oh man, that yeah. sucks. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> okay, so to be uh, fair, to 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 be Claire, uh, to fair to you, Claire. To be fair, to be fair to Tia Claire. He was told to say it on the broadcast, and he went. Are you sure multiple times? Because this is something you don't just throw out. And it's only the biggest yes. statement you can make on the CrossFit games of a, that you're only going to make one time. The retiring yeah. of the all-time greatest CrossFitter ever. That's not something you go, well, I yeah. heard someone talking about it in the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but it's not his fault. So everybody just leave Sean alone. He was told to do this from Tia's camp. This was told to him. Told to him. 
Uh, uh, quick question, mind over matter. Do you feel that we'd have different podiums at the events were arranged differently? No. I don't think so. No. The men were hundreds of points away. No one was in danger. It was fine. Um, okay. Let's get back to business. <laughs> I'm stoked. I always, uh, it's weird. I like, I like that. Yeah. All right. We just finish up and over. We go to Echo Press where we have bike and really, I mean, it's the handstand pushups. The bike was irrelevant. Yep. There were no races for first place on the bike. And that's okay. But the wall-facing handstand push-ups, we already went through where they came from. We already talked about the importance of positioning and strength and strength as a product of good positioning. The Really, the only thing is like, I like this movement. I like the challenge it posed. There's only 30 reps. It was only 10 at a time. This was not over-programmed. This was not gimmicky. The only thing I wish he did was just put a distance at deficit for athletes to touch their head so we could have got all this judging bullshit out of the way. And unfortunately, that didn't happen, and people got away with murder. Others got murdered by the standard of which they were supposed to be held to, and that created an unnecessary noise during the event. But if they just did that, I, I love this test. It's one of those, it, look, I look at this like pegboard of 2015. Next year, there's going to be an event that has this, but it's going to be like 21-15-9 of this in Echo Bike, and everyone's going to race each other to the finish line. Um, I like the fact that they went stomach. Fr it's, it's way harder. I played with those yesterday, too. It's, it's definitely harder. Um, the block, I get it, not needed. They should have done wall walk to wall facing strict handstand pushups. That right. to get on the block and to have this floating midair thing, like I, I know what they're trying to do, not needed. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have them go up, then make them touch their head. The floating thing, yeah. it's just too weird. And the angle of the judge where there's it's just too hard. Like it's too much. Take that stuff out. Like that's a not needed thing. Yeah. It's really weird that you have all of these standards in the event before this to put everyone exactly where you want them to be. And then you go here and you have this weird floating gray area on the handsome pushups. Not yeah. needed. Not needed. But um, but I, I, as far as how it's written on the event, what it is, I dig the event. Yeah. It's, I mean, Me it's too. a cool event. Honestly, cool. look at this. I said it's like make it 25. Just run this back next year. Call yeah. this redemption. They did the same shit. Would you? I'd make them touch their head, though. Would you? Yes. Would you make no. You have to. Don't. You got don't too cute. It just. It's one of those. You got. Look. There's little things here and there that you need to clean up, and this comes from practice and testing, and just put. Don't need to make it harder. It's an un. I wouldn't even say it's gimmicky. I would say it's an unnecessary standard that you are. You're. Like you're just kind of going into the weeds. I'm trying to be. Yeah. Trying to showcase something. It wasn't needed. Yeah. Favorite moment of this event was Tim Paulson. Going crazy. Sean texts me. He's currently interviewing boss, so he can't hop on. But he's like, <laughs> he goes, someone has some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> and someone does. I was yeah. right there when he got the information. And when he got it, and he's like, I don't know what to do. I was like, don't fucking ask me, bro. <laughs> I ain't making this announcement. <laughs> but listen, great test. I'm fine with the positioning. I think it's a great wrinkle. It punishes those that are not 
up to par with their body positioning to utilize their strength, but just put a deficit that they can touch and take all the guesswork out of it, and let's go to work. Perfect. I think you come back, honestly, you come back next year. This is one of those, like, Dave Casho Murph events. We're, like, fucking doing it again. Yeah. Do it again. Everybody should have got better. Someone said call it Echo Press Pro. Well, even not even the fact to get it better, but now it's like, okay, let's do it for real this time. Like, that was a rehearsal. We saw our bugs. Now let's now let's race it. Let's take all the little stupid things out and re-race this one. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, loved it. Great. Good test. I like the wall facing. It was really hard. Go yeah. into Saturday, the rinse and repeat. We nailed this one, too. We said we wanted all 40 athletes going at the same time. We said we wanted them to swim the length of the pool. We thought it would be a beep test format in the water. But we also said we think the new format was going to be a death buy. So, bing, bang, boom. Nailed it. <laughs> when this one came out, I was like, this was the one I was like, fuck, am I going to get in trouble for guessing this? <laughs> and it was everything we wanted. And what I liked about this era was like, oh, it's not a swim workout. It's like, yes, because swimming, everyone's gotten better at swimming. There's swimming in this. Swimming did matter because if you were terrible at it or you were an inefficient, you were going to get crushed by that ski erg. If not, you were going to use the ski erg to just get through until you got to the last rounds, and then you would get crushed by the ski erg. But then you had to be good at swimming after you got crushed by the ski erg to do it all over again. This wasn't a offset. And those, it's so funny when we have a swim event, it's like, this is such bullshit. The swimmers are just going to do better than everybody. This event sucks. And then this event comes out, it's like, there's not enough fucking swimming. How is this a swim event? And like, you guys are, you guys are ridiculous. Right? Freaking can't stand y'all sometimes. There was a lot of swimming in it if you got far in it. Yeah. I mean, if you could swim and, it made this it made the swimming element element important what was just this is the 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 thread of the games one it's interval style two it's he is pushing the tempo boz the design of the program is pushing the tempo of what you have to do the swim because the swim matters if you want to have enough time to get time to get cows on the skier right if you don't swim well enough where you know in the other events you could just kind of get through the water you could play marco polo as you get to the other side around the and come back <laughs> this one you can't you don't have time to do that if you're a great swimmer you're right the first handful of rounds you're just cruising yeah because it's not a big deal and you should be you know uh resting and using that as your warm-up to kind of figure out all right what's it going to be like getting out of the water and getting under the skier you know how much time do I have left and how much is it taking for each two calories for me to click on so i can kind of gear where i need to be but I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Did anyone that said anything negative about this event, they're just they're just a little bitch complainer because yeah. there was nothing wrong with this event for everyone. The, the level of swimming, the level of the the machine work, it was awesome. It was awesome. And yeah, you guys just stay out of the comments in the YouTube live chat. It's it's terrible. I've seen people in there that'll be shitting on one thing and then as soon as it shifted to that thing that they wanted it to immediately go to the other side and start shitting on that it's crazy oh. it's like i want peanut butter on my sandwich it's none of this jelly <laughs> shit and then they're like all right let's make a peanut butter sandwich like fuck this sandwich where's the jelly <laughs> like that's what the internet is it's amazing 
another question is cooler. Now, what I wish they put on there, Alyssa, for the spectators watching, would have been cooler if they were more round to knock people out. Nah, I think they probably could have. Here's the thing. Everyone got so good at swimming. I think Boz definitely anticipated more people getting knocked out. I think that is a that is also because of Boz's experience with swimming. He has little of it. And the only context he has of swimmers is what he's seen in like 2013 and maybe 2020. Which were like if they did this in 2013, everybody would get what they wanted and everyone would be knocked out. Right? But everybody got good at swimming. And I feel like that is a high praise from me and Bill. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that is just a product of Boz's experience with using swimming in events. And he has little to none. And that's not his fault. He just needs to readjust. And I think if you ran this back, maybe starting at 10 cals instead of eight, going to 20, and then making the last two rounds. Like, then you would lose people. If the goal is to lose people, that's a simple way to do it. But you don't have to... I've had nothing yeah, but, gra- think, nothing but great to things be. to say. I don't think it had to be... I don't think that the emphasis, the main emphasis, the priority should have been on Knock people out, yeah, yeah. You know? No, so I agree, it, it, I agree. Yeah, so, like, if you get everyone to the end, to the last, um, the last six minutes of this event... Now you have everyone that they have to sell their soul on the skier, which is what you want. You want them to go after. If there's only two people up there left, mm-hmm. well, it's like, okay, well, I can, I can just, re- I can rest. I'll take second and then I'll be fine for the next event. This, it forced everyone to literally leave their blood on yeah. the platform of that skier. And yeah. I, I think that, I think that was, that was brilliant. Yeah. I, I was awesome. Also keep in mind, everyone, this was the test for every single division. Yep. Indie, team, teenagers, age groupers, adaptive. So there needs to be an element where it's doable for everyone. And there were there were athletes in the d- adaptive division that would have got top 20 in the individual. Right? Like, this was a great test. It doesn't yeah. need to be good or it doesn't need to be like knock everyone out and there's like one person standing to be a good test. Honestly, you'd look back and say maybe it was too hard. I thought this was great. That's I really perfect. did. And everyone just got real much better. Much better. Oh, Ed, real question. Everybody. Who peed in the pool and are in the area? Everybody probably did. Especially in the warm-up area. <laughs> Especially in the warm-up area. All right, hat trick. This was great. This was that sprint element. Wall ball shots, 20 reps, 12 and 11 feet. Squat snatch with the single dumbbell, 170 Sprint to get there, finish your dumbbell, sprint back. Four-minute break, three sets. And this was just how fast can you go without screwing up? There was an element of fatigue here, but not much, if at all. The fact this is on the fourth day, technically, near the end, is appropriately placed because of the fatigue some of these athletes are feeling. If this was on the first day, this would be a worthless test in my opinion. So I think this was perfectly placed. I love the focus on execution again. It made for some really fun races and one that I would like to do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This, this, when I saw this event, it reminds me of, if you go to the level one seminar and they talk about, you know, they do the, the target 
the target practice where you're looking at oh, uh, yeah. accuracy versus accuracy. speed. Yeah. You know, what's what's more important, intensity or or um what's the word that technique. they use? Intensity or technique versus effort. intensity. Ah, technique. Um, and you want to be somewhere in the middle. You don't want to have all bullseyes and you don't want to be all over the board. That's exactly what this was. They all could do it, but it was it was crazy watching Tia getting multiple no reps on the wall balls mm-hmm. because of the accuracy. Or some people throwing the ball up and the ball not hitting the target because it was a little bit different. If you had one of those in that round, like it dumped you way back. Yeah. I mean, you instantly were out of the game. So you had to be quickly accurate right. and be able to perform. Um, I mean, the height was the height, whatever. I, I still think it's weird to do two different heights, but whatever. Um, yeah. the dumbbell weight, I think it was great. And the way everybody moved the dumbbell was, I mean, watching Gee do it, he didn't even stand up all the way. He just like, put the thing over his head, Dude, then stood that up. That guy it was insane. The um, skill set he like has. Mal, watching Mal move that, move that dumbbell around. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, all of them were so powerful. So it was how accurate could you be at race speed? And mm-hmm. I, it was really cool. And again, here we are, another interval setup. Yeah, there's a lot of intervals. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like that if you had a bad round, then you really had to decide if you either wanted to stay where you were at or race to catch up with the potential of getting lower than where you currently are. That was really cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there are some suggestions out there, you know, like adding – weight or lowering the wraps or on the dumbbells yeah but it was i have no problem with what it was i i wouldn't have changed it no no problem i think it was awesome it was uh it was fun to watch really exciting for the fans i was kind of like i want to do five rounds of this (laughs) um i think i heard on savon's podcast last night is make this the knockout one Oh, to make the round all the rounds count. Yeah. And but do like five of them. Mm. So when you had you still had a field of forty. So you could have cut eight, say per, until you get down to your final eight to ten. And then see how people can handle their shit. It's like yeah. don't get last. You drop the dumbbell once instead of getting like, okay, four seconds I can make that up. Now you're getting thirtieth place. <laughs> right that would have been intense but this is great no problems whatsoever yeah. i love this this love is it. nice all right sandbag ladder what a fun test when it got fun when it first started i was <laughs> like "Ooh, man i don't know about we're gonna, this we're gonna be here a while we're gonna be here a while which is fine they're like hey we're we're not on any time schedule this is the last event of the day this can take as long as we want to I thought there was, uh, you know, we talked about this on the last podcast, but like this was such a raw, outside the box, basically like caveman, stone age test, feat of strength, like Festivus. It's like, hey, all right, we're going to play this game. We're on the, around this campfire and we've been drinking too much. We've all done this shit in, in a way, do? right? All right, you who see those rocks? Do? There's a small, big, it goes big to small. Let's just see who can pick this first one up, and everybody does it, right? And then you try to get to the last one, and everybody picks the last one, you try to find something bigger. And it's just this giant measuring contest. But from, for all men, women, Jacqueline Dahlstrom and what she was able to do 
was, I think, the most impressive thing of all of them. 100%. 100%. Like, I don't, it doesn't even matter that she didn't have the biggest lift. No. The, the, her, her size to what she was able to put up, absolutely mind-boggling. Oh, it was she's awesome. Not, she's not known as, like, the strong girl out there. That's not, that's not her. No. That's not what she's known as. But, man, did she change those thoughts. It was insane. so great. What was even better is that you talk to any strong man, and there, there is a the technique to all of this. None of them used it. They just went to, they just figured it out. What worked best yeah. for them, and what worked best for them, and I, I, I figured you like this was getting to the hip, and then just like basic wrestling jujitsu hip toss to get the bag up yep. to the shoulder. Yeah. Well, and I think you were the one that even said this. That like all the like when you were getting all the information from either Rob or the other guys that were there. Yeah. Technique. Two Robs. Until until you get to the point where it's like, okay, now just fucking make it happen. Right. And that's what they did. Like the, it wasn't just the strength element that was showcased. It was the I'm not fucking stopping mm -hmm. until this thing is on my shoulder. Like look how long that weight. They're in this back bend position with this weight just laying on them as they're trying to move this gigantic thing inches at a time. Yeah. With each little pop, trying to get it up, trying to get it up, and still going, and still going, and never stopping it. That's that's what was so impressive to me. I mean, we like, we, and I've told some of the other people when we were when we were at the games, we'll do sets here of just weighted front rack holds for thirty seconds, and that sucks. That's when the weight's already up. Yeah, this is you actively trying to move it up in a messed up position. You're in a weird, awkward position and still trying to get up. That's super impressive. That part I really loved. I wish they would have started a little heavier. Um. Yeah, but just because it would that way, it wouldn't have taken so long. There was I, th I thought it was a little long, but the end once you get past the, the halfway point, right? It was really cool to fun. It, it was fun to watch, and the crowd got behind everybody. Yeah, and it was one of those things is that I think it was so exciting at the end because it took so long in the beginning. There's just the yeah, slow burn. It, it was almost an it was almost a necessity. A lot like Mary, like yeah. Mary in 2019 got really exciting in the last five minutes. I even like the tie break. I like how they did the tie break. The tie break was good. I think it had been heavier than the women. Like they're basically like hucking the fifty pound sandbag with one hand. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're doing like this Dr. J, you know, this Kareem Abdul Jabbar <laughs> hook shot. <laughs> it's like totally. one fifty, one hundred, and then they just grab the fifty and like throw it behind them while they're running to the finish line. It, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Nothing I would have changed. Because here's the thing. In the warm up area, no I heard none of the guys could get like 300. And that was the heaviest bag in the warm-up area was 300 and nobody could do it. Maybe one. So like so funny. but and Ricky couldn't even get the first bag in the warm-up area and the dude hit 330. So like it didn't start too light, but you put those athletes out there in the Coliseum on Saturday night one by one in front of their peers, in front of their competitors and the lights, they just get all jacked up and they do incredible things yeah and it, that awesome. was one of those nights and i mean i don't know what you do after that <laughs> right seriously that was but that watching them go through that it wasn't the weight as much as the awkwardness of the bag and how long those reps started to take <laughs> 30 to 40 seconds oh, and just God. smoked them smoked them 
physically smoked their CNS especially. Totally. And that was Saturday night. So that was that was awesome. Boss, that was great. And then they brought the 350 out and nobody lifted it and I was so bummed. <laughs> Speaking of bummed, what I thought was going to be the best predictor of the weekend when we, we saw these events, the alpaca. The alpaca itself, as originally written, sled push with the kettlebells, dropping two kettlebells each line, and then once you get to the end, you're doing these seated legless rope climbs up and down. And then you work your way back, and the event itself, when it was originally written, was amazing. The reason behind it was even cooler. The thought that it's not an event, but it's like an idea, or like the whole video leading up to it. State of mind. The state of mind. Like, that was awesome. State of mind. That was so cool. Like, so cool. Like that, That's so CrossFit. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, Boz looking back on his past and his, his personal experiences, and it was wonderful. And the weather had other options. And they made the best call they could have based off the circumstances they were working with. It wasn't just the weather. It was the timetable. There wasn't time to push this event back because there's a CBS show for two hours in which the whole world is paying to watch who was going to be the fittest man and woman in the earth, on the earth. And <laughs> they couldn't be like, all right, that was the final events. You're not going to be able to see who the winner is because we have another event they had to postpone. That was just a product of circumstance. Uh, I saw this come a lot. I know Hiller threw this out. L sits instead of strict or strict pull-ups, L strict pull-ups instead of rope climbs. There were no pull-up bars out there. That's what people need to understand. It would have taken them too long to have all the ropes removed because the plan up until 10 minutes before the event was to run it. That was the plan. They were holding on as long as they could. They even delayed another 10 to 15 minutes from the start for the possibility for them to use the ropes. That's why they were still hanging out there. But there would have been no time to get all the ropes off of the rig and pull out all of the pull-up bars back out there. It would have been it would have taken hours. So that was not on the table. Would it have been a decent switch? Yeah, fine. I would have said probably do a weighted pull-up maybe with the kettlebells that they're moving around. But yeah, that's just what they had to do. I, you know, and it's always easy to armchair quarterback what you could have done and find some other movements that, like, you know, a lot of people are talking about, like, pulling the rope along the ground, pulling the sled. Um, but there's a lot. There's a – they had to react quickly mm -hmm. and changing – changing an event like that even going from climbing up to pulling like it does take there's some logistical things you need to think about it it sounds great to go oh you could have just done this but it's really not that easy and, and especially like there's a lot of pressure on one keeping the athletes safe two keeping the integrity of the test three keeping everything on time and keeping it moving i mean there's so many things that are going on so i as much as taking the rope climb out did change the event yeah Sometimes it's like, you know what? It just is what it is. It so, was, yeah, true. 
I mean, there's really, there's, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I don't think that, I mean, could some athletes have had some success in this that didn't get success in this one? Yeah, totally. But again, it's like they could have just designed it without the rope climbs and you still would have been in the same, in the same place. Yeah. Boz and the group had to do what they had to do something. And they had to do something smart and they had to go, they really had to react on the fly. Mm hmm. And I know that, I mean, I, and I've done events and things where you, you try to figure out what, what's going to be your backup plan. It's really hard to say what's going to be your backup plan. I mean, unless for every single event, you have to do a rain backup plan. You know, it, right. it, it seems like a lot. So I thought what they did, it ended up being fine, but it was a different event. It wasn't, it, 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 it changed completely what that event was going to be. Yeah. Which sucked because we're, we're judging what they changed it to based off what this was, but it wasn't on the table. So when you look right. at the event that they made it, which basically is the same event just minus the rope climbs, completely different event. Like it was an 18-minute cap with a legless. It was a, people were doing this in six to eight minutes or something without it. This went from a well-balanced overall test to a power athlete test. Yep. Um. My, if I'm not going to say if I had the call, I think this afforded another opportunity for those power athletes that would have not had one earlier that don't have their legless checked. <clears throat> those that did exceptionally well, like for example, like Laura Horvath, like she's got great pulling strength and great grip strength. Like she still would have done really well. Um, and how she finished the weekend, it wouldn't have changed the podium at all especially on the men. The men were already 150 points out of reach. No one was catching them. The same three were going to be the same three. You know, Ricky was down by 30 points to Roman at that time. He wasn't going to beat him by 12 spots in this event. And he lost more at the end anyways, especially in the second one. Um, the women weren't going to change. I think... I mean, okay, okay, here's my I'm, question for you. Yeah. Change it to this or just get rid of the event altogether and finish the weekend with the last two? Uh, I think that nine times out of ten, any event coordinator is going to modify the event that they have unless it's completely impossible to do it. Not because you got to take out a movement because of safety. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna do the event. Could they have taken it out? Yeah, 100%. But they already had everything there. They were already planning on going. It's like you're already on the track, so race what you can race. I yeah. think that's what they were doing. Um, I, what I'm most bummed, what I'm, and this is just a selfish thing, I guess, but what I'm most bummed about is that I would have loved to see the seated legless, well, seated start with the legless up and down mm -hmm. because that would have not, that would have been the first. We haven't had an improvement or an increase or a an upgrade to any rope climb stuff for a while now. The legless down is huge, and now we have to wait to see that sort of thing in, in competition. So we like we saw the step there, and we weren't able to take it yeah. because of the circumstance. But I think that that would been that would have made for some uh, some fun events in the future. Yeah. Other discussions so I had. Get to see that. Other discussions I had was somehow fasten the ropes to the sleds instead of sled pushes on the way back. Do sled pulls. Yeah. Something like yeah. that to just change the back end. 
I mean, I know that they were sliding. You know, they they took all the stuff off the bottom. Yeah, I they saw made you slide guys taking easier. All the, yeah, all the slide stuff off. But it, it's just it's just rough when you get when you have any sort of surface that is wet. Mm-hmm. It's not always even, and so now when you're pulling, and that's you know, def- everyone can drive. Everyone's big and strong. Pulling it can be a little weirder. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's it sounds like an easy fix, but I oh, it's not. If you haven't. If you haven't tested it, you don't know what you're making it. You don't know what you're turning it into. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like on the fly, it's easier to take it out than to change it to something because like you don't know what that's going to be. It's an right. unknown that you're throwing in the mix. And that, that could be, I think, more dangerous than just removing something of the pieces you already know. Yeah. But yeah, it did change the event. Oh, totally. Totally. Now, the event itself, devastating. <laughs> like this yeah. was a <laughs> devastating event. Like this is really without okay, so like just look at the event itself. It's just sleds and the like kettlebell hang clean and jerks. Yeah. Gnarly. Gnarly yeah. test. Really. All right. So we go back in the Coliseum. We have the back nine, heavy yoke, two, three, two, front squats at three fifteen and two fifteen, deadlifts at four seventy five and three fifteen, the yoke being six sixty five. And 45 it ties the heaviest men's yoke ever used in competition, and it t- and it's heavier for the women. Um, unfortunately, they didn't raise the weights of the other things. Right. Still don't know where 315 <laughs> and 215 is closer. Usually they do 205, so we're going the right direction. But 315 and 475 are a far cry from each other. 315 and 405, more like it. But hey, we're still going yeah, the right direction. Been like 335 still going the right direction um we have this just pure strength speed test where jeff adler just out there with no belt knee sleeves some tape wrist wraps anything he just goes out there and crushes everyone (laughs) so it was just really cool to see the uh race Um, we had with medeiros and karenikov was amazing yeah that was good but um this is a good heavy test i loved it yeah it was it was cool that um, you know even though we, even though the yoke was in there, there was so much odd object strength work through the games. Mm-hmm. This was we went to classic strength work. Yeah, and granted, it's at the end, and the, you, you you put the speed element on there. Uh, I mean, because you saw you saw how strong like Amanda Barnhart and Danny Spiegel were on all of the all of the other strength portions. And both of those women just crushed the yoke. They both got to the bar to do the squat. Amanda went to pull it and dropped it right away. And Danny got shot out the backside. I mean, you weren't, no one was expecting that. He was expecting to get right to the bar and start hammering it. And I, I love the event. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was really fun to watch. Very classic, heavy, bar belly, um, super fun. It was a good one. Chelsea, that's a great joke. Chase, when are you doing this? Never. <laughs> a version of it. I have never been able to <laughs> do a front squat unless out of the rack at that weight, and I will never be able to pull that weight off the ground ever. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was it was strength and it was speed, There, which that combo was just a lot of power output. Complete different tests of strength in the sandbag, which is what you want to see. This is, again, more of an application. What can you do with your strength at speed? Rather than yeah. just having like a five-rip max deadlift out there. I thought this was great. You had it all. Yeah. 
You had it, it all. It really was. It was it was a good one. All right, final event, Jackie Pro. 1,000-meter row, 50 thrusts at 95 and 65, and bar muscle-ups. The great wrinkle in here was forcing the athletes to row a 315 or 340. I actually did this workout yesterday. Oh, you did? I did. You told me you were going to do it, yeah. I, I did. I did it yesterday. I got a 313 and rested a minute and a half after I got off the rower. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was, I was unprepared. And what it did was, for the for the front end, it really helped the big, good rowers because it made the 315 hard for athletes who are not good on the row. So usually you're smaller, weaker athletes. And then the middle thrusters of 50 were the middle thrusters are 50 for everybody. That's pretty much even across the board. Size of athlete, strength of athlete, they're 95-pound, 65-pound thrusters. This is nothing. And in the end, it favored the smaller, more gymnastic athlete, but they had to get there under fatigue. So everyone got theirs a little bit in this event. Yeah. I, you. Everyone has done – everyone has done Jackie. I mean, we saw Jackie even in you know the double Jackie in one of the semis. Uh, we've seen it as a, as a qualifier for the age group. Um. I know that there have been athletes that have done Jackie and bumped it up, but I think what was most important about this was that wrinkle. And and Boz has done this all the way through the games this year. He dictated, he didn't let you pace your normal pace. So if you've done Jackie, even if you've done this exact same Jackie, but you decided to pace it your way, you did now didn't get that opportunity. Because even the good rowers, like they still had to go. The ones that the the rowers that aren't very strong or you know not your taller athletes, they're the ones that were like literally shitting their pants as they're sitting in the in the seat trying yes. to get out of there, you know. Right. Um. The and now you're not thinking, oh, let me just get through here because I got to be able to have enough to get to the end. You're just thinking, holy shit, I got to row. Yes. Like hard. I yes. got to get through this. So it was really interesting watching that three fifteen. What was the women's three thirty? Three forty. Uh, three forty. We got right to that line and really, I mean, there may be one or two athletes coming off just a bit early, but when like the whole field is done and they all sit there mm -hmm. and then they all slowly get up. Cause they're like, fuck. Yes. That was the first race. Except for <laughs> Laura Horvath who finished at like three thirty three, And she's like, fuck y'all. I'm going to do thrusters. Right. It right. was so there was, awesome. There was a handful of those that were. Lazar Jukic did that too. Um, yeah. All right. So before anybody tries this, Corey, I'm just using you as an example. You're not doing this event if you don't use the time cap for the row. Right. It's the whole point. Like, that's the whole point. We, we scheduled this for the class yesterday. And I go, you guys can do this, but you have to do this too. They're like, well, I can't scale the time. No, because that's the whole point. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm going to do, go do the back nine, but I'm going to scale all the weights. I'm like, then you're not doing the back nine. Right. You're just dicking around in the gym. Like, so if you guys want to go on Instagram jacket. and say, I did Jackie Pro, you have to use the time cap on the rower. Else, it's not the same event. You're just doing a beefed up, slower version of Jackie. The whole point is that time cap on the row. It screws up everything. Totally. Screws up everything. And so we told everybody else, we're like, hey, I was like, has anybody done Jackie? They're like, no. Okay, well, then you're doing Jackie today. 
<laughs> you're, we're not even going to give you like you got to earn this. You have to earn this right. workout. You right. do. Has anybody done Jackie under ten minutes? You're like, no, none of us. Okay, well then you're also doing Jackie today because you have yet to experience real Jackie. Jackie semi pro. That's good, Chelsea. <laughs> That's actually really good. So Jackie semi pro, <laughs> I would put it as row three thirty in four minutes, and then. The weight at 115 and 185 and chest of bar pull-ups. That would be Jackie's semi-pro. What do you think? 185 on the thrusters? Sorry, 75 and 55. <laughs> Damn, I don't know dude, where my brain went. 135. My bad, my bad. Woo. Yeah, Jackie, that'd be Jackie like Pro Bowl. Jackie Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> but 75, yeah. 55? 75 and 55. So just like between the, the weights, pull chest of bar pull-ups. Yeah, Jackie semi-pro. Like yeah, for sure. So if you guys want to scale it, yes. But don't tell me you're going out doing Jackie pro and then say you did it all. Oh. So funny. Hello, oh, Mr. What? Sean Woodland. <laughs> what? I'm honored to Dang. be here. Hey. Dang. Best day guy. ever. I just got done talking to Boz. So How I was is like, Boz? Well, I'm, I'm here. I might as well just go. Hey, hello, my friends. How was Boz? Did you talk to Shane? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, Not yet. it was it was interesting, but you know, I don't know how much of this you, you guys have talked about and how like what Chase you've relayed. I but. mean, I laid it. I laid out what happened, but please, for the record, lay out. I, I told him I was like, as soon as Sean was told this, I backed away from you like you were made of radioactive material. So yeah, so I mean, it was, and I'm not going to hide under a rock, Dre. Um, it was, so this is what happened. I, uh, Mar uh, Mariah Moore, who had been shooting with Tia all, all weekend mm -hmm. came up to me before the final event and said, Hey, tap me on the shoulder, took my headset off. She goes, Hey, you can announce that Tia is retiring podcast. And I went, wait, what? Yeah. She's like, she told me to come tell you that she wants you to announce it. And I went, are you serious? She goes, yes. I said, okay. You, so now I You asked her this, three times. Work. What was that? You asked her to confirm three times. Yes, I wanted to be sure of this. You know, because like this is not just something you throw out there if you're just like, oh, well, I think it's true. So I started to think about, and let me just back up here. Like, I'm not angry at anybody right now. No, and no. I don't even know if like this is like a legit thing because I've gotten mess. I got messages yesterday from, uh, from Tyson and Mariah who were shooting with T and be like, wow, she just said something really nice about you, you know, announcing it and how that was great. And she mm. you know, wouldn't have it any other way. And that was, that was awesome. Like I was honored about that. And I was honored that they would come and ask me to do it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to go about doing this? I don't want to do it up front. And I remember I got on the talk back to the truck. It's like, Hey guys, this just got, and Stefan, I can show you that I, I do have the texts. Like I'm, I'm, and again, I'm not upset at anybody about this right now. And I don't, I don't want there to be like, this is a whole thing. Like there's no drama here right now. Right. Um, so I started thinking about how I was going to do it. I talked to the truck and, uh, and they, and they said, okay, well, we don't want to do it off the bat. I'm like, no, 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 no. Then I got a text from uh, Mariah said, Hey, just make sure you don't say it until she's across the finish line. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what my plan was. <laughs> Say it on we the went row. from there, and then things things proceeded as as planned. Uh, event ends, and then she gets interviewed. I'm like, okay, well, here it comes. She's going to tell everybody, and then she says, "We'll see." <laughs> <laughs> when she said that, I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." 
<laughs> so the look on your you face. Know, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, and again, I don't think anybody lied to me. I don't uh, think anybody hung me out to dry. No, I think no, that no. was absolutely the plan. So I immediately hightailed it down under the, the building to try to find out like, hey, man, what's going on? Because I just said on national TV, what you told me was going <laughs> to happen is that she's retiring. Yes. And I talked, I saw Mariah and Shane down there and they're like, you're fine. You know, this is Shane's like, nope, you can tell people I told you to say it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And again, no one was upset. Yeah. yeah. No one was angry. Um, and I'm like, okay, because, you know, I just said this. Right. And, you know, my, my integrity and my credibility is like, it's very important to me. We work hard for it. You know, right. And I would, and I've told people like, I never would have said that. Had it not been, first of all, I didn't request to say it. They came to me with it. I know. <laughs> you know and, and like, I, I tried to confirm it three. I'm like, are you sure? I said that like three times. And, you know, so it seemed like it was fine. And then I remember there was a, there was a conversation going on amongst the powers that be across it. Like, Hey, they wanted, she wants us to announce it. So then they, they took Kiki out onto the floor mm-hmm. and she made the announcement that, Hey, this was Tia's last time. I'm thinking, okay, great. Um, and then that was kind of where I left it. And I, you know, I was, you know, I was a little bit just, I don't, again, again, I'm not mad or upset at anybody. I don't think anything was done here. And I don't think anybody, anybody's been dishonest and I get it. Like Tia's in the heat of the moment. And maybe she's like, Hey, maybe I want to come back. And so yeah. I get that. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, excuse me. It was just, uh, it definitely caught me off guard, but again, I never would have done that. And Chase, you know, you know this, and Billy, yeah. you know this too. I, yeah. you guys wouldn't have done it unless you like, I have confirmation, I have permission, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, and, dude. And we, now, like, if we, she comes we, back, great. But I just, you know, the only thing I would request is just like someone saying, like, yeah, this is the way it played out. And change your mind, and that's fine. Oh you know. man, it, what's crazy is that that line, I mean, is, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest lines that any of us could ever say in this space the goat of all time is now at this moment deciding to retire so i mean like we we fumble around and you know avoid saying those kind of things if we see someone get hurt that we won't even say we don't know exactly what it is so we'll circle around yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. with someone just tripping on the shoelace you know let alone someone deciding that they want mm. that they're gonna go ahead and retire so we all know you did your due diligence. It's just crazy how it went down, how Kiki said her thing out there and it was kind of weird. And, and Kiki out of her. Like, that wasn't something that she just decided to do. Like that was discussed. And right. I just want to be really clear. Like I am yeah. not mad yeah. at anybody. I have the utmost respect for, you know, for uh, the, the crew shooting this doc and for, and for, you know, for Tia and Shane, and I even went up to Shane afterwards and thanked him. I'm like, thank you so much for entrusting me with that. And mm-hmm. he's like, absolutely. And, you know, and so there's no hard feelings here whatsoever. But I just wanted to tell people, like, I didn't just go off half cocked and be like, right. ah, yeah, I'm just going to say she's retired. Like, hope it's, hope it's right. Yeah. You know, I would just like, never do that. Right, so. Tia? And like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so, again, I'm not, I'm not upset. I, I had a minor freak out afterwards because I'm just, again, my, uh, <laughs> my you know just being my integrity and my professionalism are are two of the most important things to me in this and mm. i you know that's why i don't like try to just make stuff up or yeah you know, report rumors and things like that like i try to confirm and that was to me confirmed and then even afterwards mm. it was confirmed. i mean it's, it's I, only, I get that, like and you guys are only her husband me. that told you so it's okay and, and, yeah, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty that's a lot of confirmation right there right yeah and like 
it, there, this has been rumored for a while, so it didn't shock me. And so it does. If they change their minds, they change their minds. So yeah, what I uh, I'm happy about is like if this is true, it means we can actually do a better job of her retirement like podium celebration because yes. we totally fucked that up, dude. So was, bad, and that's why like so when I went down, and I, I don't want to. I think some of the stuff was done in coffee, so I don't want to name names. But yeah. there were people who were uh, trying to figure out what to do here because they knew that they had to announce this. And I sort of overheard the, um, okay, well then we'll we'll do this. We'll bring we'll bring them out. We'll bring her out. We'll do the announcement. We'll have we'll, everyone will have a moment. And then that's kind of what was said. And again, I heard this just trying to listen in. Yeah. Uh, but th that was yeah, that was a decision too to have that. And I don't know if it was on the live stream or not. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, just yeah. funny. <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is sports. And I think yeah. it was that. And I think she won and the way the weekend went and in the heat of the moment, who knows? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't blame her either. And like, you could have finished and be like, yeah, dude, I'm totally done. And then when it was all over and you're there with your family and your friends and you have this feeling, you're like, this is great. Like the payoff of it all being over, like you can't judge someone by that. It's like, I, yeah. I don't judge people of how many kids they want until after the first one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like i want six kids yeah. i'm like all right and then they have the first one you're like i want ha no more kids i want to return this one <laughs> yeah exactly but, yeah, yeah i just so anyway, uh, that's, that's the way it's went down yeah. it's gone down and like i said i've received some nice text messages from the people who are involved and you know like tyson and mariah who are, who are shooting that and you know tyson's like man she had a really like a mm -hmm. good bite that i want to share with you when we have a chance and so you know maybe there was just some thighs like yeah i'm i'm not done yet and that's fine i you know it was uh um yeah i don't i don't no hard feelings. I yeah. just, you know, it, so that's, that's it. It's like, uh, but I was definitely shocked by it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so were we, this, this, yeah. honestly, like, from my standpoint, this is one that, that will, I don't want to say hang over my head, but looking, you know, hindsight's 2020 and maybe I, but I got requested to do it. How yes. much, dude, how much more confirmation could you have other than Tia herself coming up and saying, grabbing you by your ears and saying, Sean, you just yell at her for the booth everyone right I'm before it starts. Retire. Hey, Tia. You everybody yeah. Are you else, sure? you know, like it's, it was pretty much confirmed, man. I mean, what, what you did, there was nothing wrong with what yeah. you did. Maybe you that's what she was stuff. saying at the top of her muscle ups. One more. It was yeah. not one more, yeah. not one more rep, oh, right? What you want to, one more time? Maybe that's yeah. what the one more was. One more, run it back again. Like, if this is legit, and she is coming back. You know, great, great, It'll yeah. An, another lucky year seven, and, you know. lucky mm -hmm. seven. Plus, like you know, when she writes Tia, it's, it looks cooler with a seven I A. I'm just saying, <laughs> Tia seven I A to me. I don't know. You know, she wants to do the whole Fraser phoning thing. I yeah, and it, it was funny because it was I, I've talked to a lot of people about this just because you know there was a lot of thoughts going through my head mm -hmm. about some things you know this thing, some things that happened afterwards and man did I cause that by saying it but I, I found out that like this was all you know part of the plan like CrossFit had, had been told too that oh they're going to announce it like and th there was just a lot of stuff that yeah. happened afterwards and you know I look forward to watching her compete if she's indeed coming back. Um, you know, it'll, yeah. it'll be, uh, it's, it's great for the sport. Yeah. And see if anybody can chase her now, but it's, yeah. Well, Shani came in at the right time because we're about to give our Element 26 thumb tape review of the Cross the Games programming. If you would like to jump on this, because I know you just talked to Boz, so. I got a little time, yeah. I got a couple yeah. minutes. Bill's got no minutes left. He's seven minutes right. over his coaching time. It's all right. I, I texted the people. My, I'm coming. Just do the warm-up. You guys are fine. You know guys, the, the Sean Woodland just got on the podcast. Shit just got real. That's right. All right. So over the course of the weekend, 
We've went through all the events. You just talked to Boz on uh, Sean, so you've got definitely some fresh take on this. Mm-hmm. We give our reviews with a thumbs up review, anywhere from zero to two, and you can do tenths in between. So, like, I give this a one point six or a one point seven, and so okay. I will. We'll let you go last since you are the guest on the show. Oh, okay. Bill, would you like to go first or second? Um. I'll go first. All right. Uh, so I think, you know, a lot of people are always trying to do this gigantic comparison of the Castro games versus now the Boz games. And, you know, even even Hiller put something out and said, you oh, know, I commented on that. I was like, one word. you know what I answered? What? CrossFit. Uh, that's a good answer. Because the, the fact of the matter is that these guys are cut from the same sheet. And I don't think that just like. You know, there are some, there have been other times that we've looked at other games, even when it was all Dave, and there will be some events that either worked or didn't work. There'll be some that we had this nice broad test and we can see all the different pieces. What I see with Boz, even though he brought some really fun new things in, meaning the, you know, all the intervals that he had, I, I love that. I love that piece. And I don't know if that's the wrestler in me with like, shorter rounds and doing like this you know blast furnace and then you come back and break and recover and blast furnace again he had a lot of events that were like that which i think showcases a lot of fitness because that definitely has intensity um but some really dramatic fun long ones some some um amazing different pieces of equipment to use uh if i look at on paper um even with the crossovers even with the uh, the skill pieces where you're racing skill pieces. I don't think that any of that detracted from what we were trying to do, which is crown the fittest person on the planet and to be able to have a well-rounded test of that. We went long, we went short, we went heavy, we went moderate, we went very technical, we went to straight grunt work. I mean, honestly, to me, without trying to do a Boz dave comparison, I mean, I would line this right up to 2018. I really mm. honestly would um, because of all the different elements. And I think what is great is, and I don't remember what I did with the 28. Did we do two, two thumbs up on the 28? Uh, I don't know if we did that. Maybe. I know but that that's we, we had that a I different read, grading I, system. Mark is the highest. That is, yeah, that's um, our highest marked one for sure. Okay. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. I, since I don't remember what it was, uh, since 2018 is my highest, I'll count that as the top of the top of the mark. I'll say that that is this. So I'll give it. I'm going to go ahead and give it two thumbs up because wow. I don't know. I don't know how to. Even though there have been some fun little tweaks here and there, the crossover. I mean, all of the stuff, the way that it played out, I think was amazing, and it wasn't as many events as we've had in the past. But the breadth of the events, I think, were really, really cool. Um, I think we back, there, was a, there was a lot of pulling. There was a lot of pushing. There was sprinting. There was long slugging. I mean, I think that like he hit it across the board. So it wasn't a, did Boz do this better? I think what happened was that there was a brilliant foundation that was set up. And Boz was able to take his paintbrushes and make a brand new picture of the exact same fabric that Dave was cutting from. So which was better? CrossFit is my choice, and I'll I'll dump two thumbs up on it. Yeah, I think, um, man, two thumbs right off the bat. 
No pressure. No, dude. Like no pressure like for no next pressure. year, bro. Damn. I I agree with all your sentiments. It was great CrossFit. It was classic CrossFit. It was historical CrossFit. If you want to look back, we did that show of where everything came from. I think he really reopened the playbook. He didn't introduce anything new. He just said, "Hey, don't forget about this." And I thought that was really cool. I give him big props to doing that. There's a couple things in there I would have liked to have had differently. Um, not much really is like some more like standard cleanups things like making the depth on the wall facing handstand pushups to a mat so the judge fiasco can get out the door. Um, I have right. no problem really with anything else. Um, I wish we had alpaca to its fullest potential because that really would have been just absolutely insane of a Sunday in total. I want to give him, I think he should have released the skills on the ropes in a clever, fun way a week prior, because that would have made that event look amazing. Instead, all the women were sitting there holding the bag and doing absolutely nothing. So as far as the visual thing, that was a little notch. So I'm going to give a 1.8. It's the second highest I've ever given because there is room to grow. So I don't know how to do that with my – well, this thumb goes further back. This is a really weird <laughs> thing about me. So there's my – I have to go back and see what my 2018 was. Yeah, I, I, I think – But I, I just figured that that's my highest, so I'll, I'll match up whatever that is. And I like what Travis says. Expectations versus hand, hand, how it panned out, I'd give it like a 2.7 if that's the case. But. Yeah, shit. So 1.8. Room to grow. Not perfect, but freaking a hell. Hell of a job. Awesome. Sean? How yeah, about you, I, I sir? think I'm right there with you. How about I split the difference? I was gonna, I go 1.9, and I think Ooh. I'm. I uh, the only thing is, is that we didn't get to see Alpaca as programmed, and I don't think that would have. I just talked to Boz about this. I don't think it would have changed things drastically. No, like, I think Roman Krennikov probably still would have won that event. Uh, well, I think the order be, in your top three don't change. Not at all. Some in the tens, yes, agreed. There is some mm -hmm. shift in the tens, but like the end of the weekend, what we're really shooting for. I know everybody wants their fair shot as a, a full weekend, but it, it was and unfortunate, far, but it was the right yeah. call at the time. And as far as the double under crossover goes, I see some, I understand the criticism of that. It's like, again, you and Bill, you and I saw this back in 2015 when they first threw the pegboard out there, how many people just stood there and went, <laughs> right, you know, I can't do this. And now it's standard operating operating procedure, and everybody can do it. And they put that first, and there was the big controversy of, well, if you can't do a single rep, why is everybody tying for mm -hmm. whatever it was, like thirty uh, seconds yes. and getting points? They he decided to put this at the very end, where it only affected five people, mm -hmm. and if you could get by it, you had the potential to be rewarded handsomely. But if you couldn't, you're still finishing at worst fifth, right. which is a great which is a great right. finish, absolutely. So 100%. I think that event was more, it, I don't want to put it on the athletes, but in, I was talking to uh, Boz about how that played out in testing. He's like, people figured it out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Leahy got it. Al, uh, Alex Smith got it. You know, so it was one of those things where I think the fact that the women didn't get by it uh, was a little bit of a, a mark against a that. A wrinkle. That yeah. yeah, a little wrinkle. But then the fact that and he even, you know, Boz said it, you know, Nick Matthews saved my bacon, man. He went out there and figured it out and had a great <laughs> moment. Was able to yeah. You know, even Gee and I think Justin, had they had a few more seconds, probably would have finished. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he brought up a great point. Like, Gee finishes close to the top in that event and then goes out and does what he does in the sandbag ladder. Like, what a good breadth of skills to show. Same with Nick Matthew. Yeah. Same with Nick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They and tied. So I, 
Yeah, which is incredible. Never and seen that actually tied in the, his, in the history of timing chips. Yes, you had the exact same time. That was awesome. Uh, and then the sandbag ladder, I thought would would save that. And Tommy and I talked a little bit about this. Is that it was sort of a slow build. Mm-hmm. And Boss talked a lot, a little bit about it in our interview. Like he understood that we've never put what forty competitors through this, so they had to start with five, and that. It's a it's a difference when you have five out there as opposed to one, and the you know, lights are all shining on that person like we had in 2019, and you know again in 2021, and we eventually got it with the sandbag ladder. But I also think it took the crowd a little bit to figure out what they were watching. Mm. Oh yeah. And once they got into it, it's like oh I see how this works. They got to wrestle with it and and work it up there. And then you didn't have, and this I'm not taking anything away from the women, but it was very clear early on it was going to be Danny Spiegel who won that event. Jack right. Dalstrom was incredible. Yeah. But it was pretty clear who's going to win that. And you did not have the drama that you had with the men where you had the three leaders out there at the exact same time, all lifting right. and they mm. put up the extra bag, which by the way, I found out rogue cooked up pretty much on the spot to wheel that thing out. To Dude. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, cool. they, so yeah, I, I loved it. I thought that, you know, the capital event exceeded my expectations and will be one of those iconic events that I think you guys in particular will be talking about for a while. Yeah. Uh, the sandbag event was a slow build to like, I kind of like it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah. You movies and you had Endgame. I knew it was coming, man. That's good. I like that. Look at you. Like there was, it was a, it was a very slow build to about 40 minutes of just absolute insanity. And mm-hmm. it was a blast to watch. Um, and yeah, the only thing I would say is I wish we could have had Alpaca as written. Um, and even like even the fact that they couldn't do event two, I think on day one was a yes. blessing because they got to do it as prescribed on the second day in pretty much ideal condition. Totally agree. I think Boz knocked it out of the park. I think he did a very good job of raising the bar and going up to a line of we're going to move this forward, but we're not going to make it a total gimmick with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you can even make the argument, I think, with that is the double under with the cross. But that affected so few people that I don't mm. think it was gimmick. Yes. I get it. Yeah. I totally get I it. I get it. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah, I thought it was a blast to watch and I think it I think it delivered on all fronts. Yeah. Well that's awesome, guys. So one point eight for me, one point nine for Sean, two point oh for Bill, setting Boz up for absolute failure in his <laughs> repeat <laughs> attempt. <laughs> At the 2023 games, but that was awesome. And obviously the, the icing on the cake for all of us was being able to work together for the first time in a long time, which was super yeah, cool. It's good to be back with everybody for yeah, sure. It was definitely good. Well, Sean, thanks for hopping on on a yeah, <laughs> last story. Yeah, no hard feelings to anybody. You know, it's just it yeah. is what it is. And Bill, thanks for postponing your class. I have a private client waiting out there, but we're all in this together for you guys. <laughs> and uh, it was super fun. So, all right, guys, thank you guys for joining us. And oh, thanks, sure. Tommy. Yeah, poof, I was going to. Stay tuned for your emails about the CrossFit Journal chipper that we're going through starting next week. So thank you guys for joining us. See you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.